You're listening to the podcast from Emmanuel Community Church. For more information, go to emmanuelcc.co.uk. Good morning. Okay. For our reading, please turn with me to Luke chapter 24. You'll find Luke chapter 24 on page 1061 of the Church Bibles. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. Right, boys and girls, one of my favourite Mr. Men is Mr. Nonsense. I my come on the screen. Mr. Nonsense does some incredibly nonsensical things. He lives in a house in a tree because he wants to be closer to the ground. What do we say? That is nonsense. nonsense. Mr. Nonsense likes to eat porridge in the morning. Now you might say, that doesn't sound like nonsense. Well, he likes his porridge to be on toast. <laughs> what do we say? That's a load of nonsense. nonsense. Mr. Nonsense even sleeps in a rowing boat. Because he tried to sleep in a motorboat and it was too uncomfortable. What do we say? That's a load of nonsense. Well, I don't know if you remember in our passage today, but we heard about something that was nonsense. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to quickly recap the story using some of my favourite hats that I have lying around. You remember that the women, they came to the tomb early. They had their spices and they wanted to put them on Jesus' body. But when they got to the tomb, they saw the stone was rolled away and they looked inside and the body was not there. Well, what did we see there? We saw two angels. Two angels came and they said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Jesus had said he was going to die and rise again. And that's what he did. 
So the women, remembering Jesus' words, they ran to the disciples. Now the disciples, once they heard about what was going on, they said, it is nonsense. Nobody comes back from the dead. But then, Peter decided to... This was the style back then. Peter decided that he would go and look in the tomb, and he peered in, and what did he see? He saw the linen cloth there, but nobody was there. Now, boys and girls, was it a load of nonsense, the resurrection, or did it make perfect sense? Well, have a little look at the screen, because there's a number here. 45% will come on there. There we go. What do you think 45% is talking about? Is it talking about the amount of Easter eggs I still have left this morning? Because <laughs> it's actually 100%. Is it 45% the chances of City winning a Champions League? <laughs> Let's not kid ourselves. That's zero. <laughs> they never win a Champions League. No. 45% is the amount of people in our country who believe Jesus rose from the dead. Isn't that amazing? In the Talking Jesus survey last year, 45 people, 45% of all the people in the UK believe that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. So those people believe it wasn't nonsense, but it made perfect sense. And what I want you to think about today, boys and girls, and bigger boys and girls, is the resurrection a load of nonsense or does it make perfect sense? Now you'll be glad to know I only have two quick points for you this morning. One is, it's not nonsense because Jesus said it would happen. And secondly, the tomb was empty. Okay, so let's think about the first one. It wasn't nonsense because Jesus said it would happen. Now, there's going to be a picture come on the screen, five pictures. You've got to work out which one is nonsense, boys and girls, okay? Which one is not true? Can we have the first picture, please? It is impossible for a human to lift their elbow with their tongue. Okay, everyone's try it out now, okay? Is that nonsense or not? The second one, the hippopotamus is the only animal that cannot jump. Is that nonsense or is that true? The third one, a chicken without a head survived for 18 months. Is that nonsense or is that true? The next one, the mantis shrimp can move its claws so fast it can boil water and create light. Is that nonsense or is that true? And finally, woolly mammoths were around when they built the pyramids. Is that nonsense? Some of the thing, you've got five seconds to talk to the person next year. Which one was nonsense? Which one do you think? Lots of incredible things. Okay, give us an answer. Come on, put the hand up and tell me which one was nonsense. Yes. Oh, I got it right there, sign of rascal. Let's build tension. He did say the hippo one is the nonsense one because hippos can jump. It's elephants that can't jump. Okay, so 
Sometimes it's hard, isn't it, to work out if somebody is talking nonsense. Because often we use our words for bad reasons. We've mentioned some of them already. We sometimes lie, don't we? We sometimes call people silly names, like we might call them a big, smelly, stinky bottom face. Maybe. Sometimes we exaggerate how many Easter eggs we have. Sometimes we make wild predictions about the future. Sometimes it's hard to know if someone's words are nonsense. Now the most famous example of this is the boy who cried wolf. You remember this guy, don't you? He's the boy, he's on top of the hill, and he's looking after all the sheep. And he decides to trick the people underneath in the village. So he shouts, wolf, wolf. And the villagers run up the hill as fast as they can, and they come up the hill, and he's laughing. <laughs> you believe my nonsense? So they go away a bit angry. The next day, he does exactly the same thing. Wolf, wolf. <laughs> the third day, the wolf comes. And he shouts out, wolf, wolf. And the villagers think, he's talking a load of nonsense. We'll ignore him. And what happens? The wolf calls it all up. <gasps> That's not good, is it? Now, when we come to Jesus and his words, okay, are they like the boy who cried wolf? full of nonsense, or can we trust them? Well, you see, Jesus' words are full of love and power. Jesus spoke to someone with leprosy, and it went. Jesus told a man who couldn't walk to walk, and he did. Jesus told a big, powerful storm to stop, and it did. Jesus told someone who'd been dead for four days to come alive, and he did. You see, Jesus' words are trustworthy and true because they're full of love and power. But another reason why we can trust Jesus' words is every time Jesus said something would happen, it did. Jesus told Peter that he would deny him three times, and Peter did. Jesus told Martha that Lazarus, her brother, would come back alive, and he did. And Jesus told his disciples on three separate occasions that he would suffer, that he would die, that he would rise again, and he did. You see, Jesus' words are true and trustworthy because they are full of love and power. And when Jesus says things, we know that he is telling the truth. Jesus does not talk nonsense, but he makes a lot of sense. So when Jesus says that he is going to rise from the dead, We can trust that that's not nonsense, but it makes perfect sense. So what about the second point, the tomb was empty? Because you might still think, I'm not sure, Chris, I still think this resurrection is a load of nonsense. Well, let's just remind ourselves of the women again. Remember, when women went to the tomb on that Sunday, they were very sad. They had seen their friend and their saviour die on a cross. They were going to see a dead body. But when they got there, their hearts started to get puzzled and confused. Because as they got closer to the tomb, they saw the stone was rolled away. And as they went into the tomb, they looked, and there was nobody. Now we know not only that the angels had come, and they said that Jesus is alive, like he said he would be. 
We know that the disciples said it was a load of nonsense. But then we have Peter. He went and he looked in and the tomb was empty. Wow. Now sometimes the most obvious reason is the hardest to believe. Now there should be a picture coming up. I don't know if anybody has ever seen this. Put your hands up if you see Scooby-Doo. Love Scooby-Doo, okay, put your hands down. Now Scooby-Doo, it's always really obvious who the body is. It's always the character that you only see for a couple of seconds in the start of the investigation. And then the program goes on and they're trying to convince you that it's somebody else's the scary monster. When in fact we know all along it's the assistant fairground manager has been dressing up as the monster because they're still mad they never got the manager's job. We know it, don't we? It's so obvious, but they try and make it out that it's not. Now, unfortunately, boys and girls, when it comes to the resurrection, people want to make up silly, nonsense stories instead of believing what is obvious. So some people even say things like, the disciples took the body and they buried it somewhere else. Nonsense. Some people even say, Jesus didn't die on the cross. Nonsense. And you know what? The most nonsense whatever. Someone said Jesus had a twin. (laughs) Nonsense. Now you see, boys and girls, people would rather make up nonsense stories about the resurrection because they know that if you believe it, it has huge, huge, huge consequences. Now, boys and girls, I've got a question. It's a big question. It's for under sevens. And it's going to come on the screen. Here's the question. If only God has the power over death and Jesus came back from the dead, who must Jesus be? Well, let's have a look. Next slide. Jesus is God. Brilliant. Now, we would rather make up nonsense stories than believe this is true because we know if this is true, it leads to some uncomfortable questions. So I'm going to make you uncomfortable a minute here. You're just going to have to bear with it. The first question is this. If Jesus is God, why did he die on the cross? And we know that, boys and girls. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us our sins and take the punishment we deserve for rejecting God. That's the first uncomfortable question. The second uncomfortable question is this. Why did Jesus come back to life? Well, he came back to life to show that he had paid for our sins. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. So if someone comes back from the dead, they pay the wages. That means there is no more penalty for us to face. And here's the one that makes people really, really uncomfortable. Okay, that's this. If Jesus is God, who died and rose again for me, how can I really ignore Jesus anymore? You see, the empty tomb, it shows us really clearly that Jesus is God. This is what makes perfect sense. To ignore this truth is nonsense. Let me pray. Father God, we thank you that Jesus is alive. 
Father, often we don't want to admit that because we know the consequences, the ramifications. But I pray we would see that Jesus being alive makes the most sense. And that we are to put our trust in him and follow him all our days. In Jesus' name, amen. You have been listening to the podcast from Emmanuel Community Church. To find out more about us, go to emmanuelcc.co.uk.